Hello! Welcome to this special edition of Arcade Chair. I'm saying chair because it's just me this week. You only have me. And that means I'm going to try and not do a long podcast because I feel like if it's just me talking for a regular length, you'll get very sick of hearing my voice. I already talk enough on the show as is. Uh, Anyway, so we've got a few things to go through this week on the show, mainly Pokemon. It was a bunch of Pokemon news. It's probably all right that no one else is on the show. Like, Ash or Kieran probably didn't have anything to say about that anyway. Don't even like Pokemon. They're a bunch of fake Pokemon fans. I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a little bit. A couple other things to go over. But that's the main. I'm going to be completely honest. That's at the back end of the show. That's probably the biggest piece of news this week. We've got trailers. We've got information. We've got all the things. So anyway, let's get straight into it. Firstly, though... Uh, Two Point Campus is the only review that went up this week, uh, written by one Ashley Hobley, in which he gave it an 8.5 out of 10, saying Two Point Studios have done it again, finding a fantastic twist on their last title with their unique humor and style of making educating students a fun experience. With the studio's track record of supporting their games and the possibilities of what courses and campuses they could add to the game in the future, on top of a large number of challenges to complete in the game already, this is sure to be one that players devote many hours educating millions. Um, of course, this is the, the follow-up to Two Point um, Hospital? Was that what it was called? Yeah, Two Point. I haven't played any of them, to be honest. So. Uh, two Point Hospital, so it's the same sort of thing. Silly sort of humor. Um, what do you call it? Like a simulator, sim, like fun sim, sim game? Anyway, um, reviews I've seen from everyone's pretty high, which is great. Good to see. Uh, apparently, everyone's like crap on console, but um, that's fine. I think it's more of a PC game anyway. Though, anyway, read Ash's full review, ExplosionNovel.com, of course, and in the the show notes down below if you're on YouTube or below if you're listening. I don't know. Where's your phone? In your pocket? It's there, below. Let's get into news for this week. Just a couple of news stories to go before we get to the Pokemon stuff. We are OFK. Finally has a release date. It came sort of out of nowhere, but overnight, uh, not overnight, it was like two nights ago, sorry. Uh, I forgot what day it was. Uh, but a couple of days ago, we are OFK, especially by the time you listen to this on Monday. What am I saying? Uh, OFK got an official release date. Anyway, uh, so the first two episodes, and they've broken this up, officially announced like uh, how many episodes it is. So it's going to be a total of five episodes. But the first two episodes will drop on August 18th together. So back to back, you can do those. And then you're going to have an ev- another episode every week through to the September 8th, which is when the, the last episode will drop. If case you've somehow forgot, we have talked about this, I think, a few times here, and then even on Platinum Explosion, uh, it is a narrative music journey like it's like you're sort of following this band that's both real and not real like the music's real and it's like a fake fake slash re- <coughs> fake slash real music project that's been created like the song's online already so i don't know it's really interesting it's really cool i'm, um, I'm very keen to to dive into it as soon as i can um and um yeah i um i don't really fully understand even what you'll be doing in it i think you make like now, like you make conversation choices and stuff like that affects the the story. But from what I could tell, like a lot of it is going to be that quote unquote, it, quote unquote, it's not a game. Sit back, sort of watch, sort of stuff. I think I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, looks really unique, unique visual style, cool idea. Okay, something else I'm very keen for. AEW Fight Forever finally revealed uh, its match types this week and announced who's going to be publishing the game. So IGN writes. Fresh details about AEW Fight Forever have emerged, bringing news to different match types and customization options that players can expect. THQ Nordic has also been confirmed as a publisher. Match types include single matches, tag team, three ways, four ways, ladder matches, casino battle royale, 
Falls Count Anywhere exploding barbed wire death matches uh, and some good old-fashioned unsanctioned fun with lights out matches, which will see wrestlers brawl with weapons in the ring. There's also a wide range of customization modes, giving players the option to switch up their wrestler, atti- wrestler attire and appearance while also cha- changing their entrances, movesets, teams, and arenas. They can choose to join the AEW roster and appear in matches and stories over an event schedule in career mode or show off their maneuvers during tag team matches in online co-op. The AEW talent roster will give players a chance to step into the wrestling boots of some of the most legendary wrestlers that have ever entered the ring while also putting all new high-flying AEW talent through their paces the fullest of playable characters not yet being released but past previews have told us that nyla rose and christian lander will be in the mix uh so quote about the tsq nordic thing uh kenny omega evp of ew and former aew world champion and aew world tag team champion said we just landed the perfect finisher by partnering with global publishing and distribution powerhouse thq nordic the tsq brand has long been synonymous with wrestling games there's simply no more no more qualified partner to bring ADL fight to, to the millions of wrestling fans all over the world. Uh, and then uh, executive producer Ryhard Polis, uh, THQ from THQ Nordic, said Kenny's incredible vision for AEW Fight Forever is informed by his wrestling pedigree, both inside and outside the ring. Um, there's a lot of hype for this game, mainly from, of course, big part of that is from people who are AEW fans like myself, um, who are, of course, looking forward to just being able to play a game with. Uh, Kenny Omega and Young Bucks and all these other big fan favorites that are, that are in the roster, of course. But then there's a there's another facet to this, which is that for a long time, people who like wrestling games and you've only ever had the WWE ones on the market for quite some time, they've been very let down, very disappointed by title after title. Um, to the point that I'm I mean the last one I didn't play it, whatever that one was, was it. 22. Was that this year or last year? I can't remember. Anyway, the one that came out after the uh, WWE didn't put out one for like a whole year because the, the previous one was so bad. Uh, that one got mildly okay reviews, but I think the only reason people were positive on it was because the bar's been set so low. So I think in all the trailers and everything we've seen so far for this game, it looks a little bit rough visually. I don't think there's anything you can say on the, <laughs> um, outside of that. It certainly does look rough a little bit on the visual side. I'm going to be perfectly honest though, and this, you may be like, yeah, but you're, you're an AW fanboy, you would say that. I think it has anything to do with that, but I feel like if the game plays really fucking well, and the one downside is, like if most reviews are, gameplay is tops, it plays so well, wide variety of modes, it's really fun to play, fantastic, but visually lacks a little bit. It's okay, but it does look a bit rough. Like, if that's what it is compared to graphics are insane, everyone looks, Chris Jericho looks like Chris Jericho, but fuck, it plays like shit. Like, you know, in the world, of course, you'd want both. You'd want positives on both ends, but I feel like if I have to pick between um, them nailing one one thing with this game, I'm going to say it's the gameplay. If the gameplay's good, that's fine. I mean, people love... um. Fuck, I can't remember what it's called now off the top of my head. Anyway, people love that other one that's on, um, it's got the, the New Japan uh, wrestlers and everything in it. And that's like a top-down, um, well, like pixel art sort of thing. Um, but people love it because there's so much customization and the gameplay is really good. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. Lots of potential here. We'll see. Should be talking more about it next week uh, because THQ Nordic has an event. I think it's next Friday-ish around that. Anyway, THQ Nordic does have an event 
coming where they'll be showing off a bunch of stuff, including they've already said that uh, AEW Fight Forever will indeed be there. Last piece of news for this week, Kosh Media, or Coke, or however the fuck you've been saying it for your life, uh, everyone has been very confused about how to say it. Coke? Kosh? I think it's Coke. Uh, Media has now said it's rebanded. Right, press start. As of today, the company will be known as PlayOn. It's spelt P-L-A-I-O-N, but pronounced PlayOn. PlayOn is a leading independent developer and producer of games with fully, fully owned publishing rights such as Deep Silver, Prime Matter, Milestone, Vertigo Games, and Raven's Court. It's publishing partner with multiple game publishers, including Paradox, SNK, Techland, THQ, Nordic, Microids, Tripwire, Warner Brothers, and many others with games such as Gotham Knights, Hogwarts Legacy, Saints Row 2, Destroy All Tumors, blah, 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 blah. Co-founder and CEO, PlayOn, formerly Koshmania, Cockmania, uh, Clemens Kundarat said, Quote, over the last 28 years, we've built incredibly strong business partnering with many of the best-known games in the industry. Since joining the Embracer Group in 2018, growth has accelerated and we've become increasingly diversified. To reflect the evolving nature of our business in terms of not only content, but also geography, as we continue our expansion across the globe, we've chosen our new name to better portray who we all are and our journey here. I think that's bullshit. I think it's as simple as lots of people struggle to uh, say their name and they're changing it now i don't know why they had to do some silly spelling but p-l-a-i-o-n you'd be like play play on play on oh play on right yeah it's play on that's easy though play on uh, play on everyone it's it's a bowl game play on i don't know logo's fine i don't I, it's weird I, I i think there's a bunch of pr spin for no one no one can say our name right we're just gonna change it Uh, before I get to the Pokemon news and the main topic, let's get a little bit of what I've, what I've been playing. I'm going to give you my solo weekly, apparently it is now, Marvel Snap update, because there's one news story that's coming in here. Now, the one thing you may recall from a couple weeks ago when we was talking about the negative side of the game was these Nexus events, because the thing was, when we talked about the game months ago, whenever it was when they announced it, they were like, hey, we promise, they promised, that all cards in the game would be accessible to all players uh, even if the, you, you wouldn't have to spend money on them. They're like, all games will be like, sure, maybe some of, you have to put a bunch of time in to, to, to earn, but uh, everyone can earn them by playing the game. And what we'll use microtransactions for is to, uh, you, you got your battle passes, you've got uh, alter art variants for cards, etc. And at the time, I was like, Sounds great. And I still feel like that. Like if the, if the majority of the money, uh, is by people just wanting cool alt art variants of the cards, that's fine. And I'm also, if you're someone who's like, I hate all microtransactions, or it's like, well, it's a free to play game. Like where the fuck do they make the money from? They have to make the money some way. Stop being an idiot, which I have seen some of those comments online. I'm like, are you like, yeah, there has to be a line somewhere. Anyway, um, they had this event going on, uh, at launch here in Australia. New Zealand, whatever. Um, so obviously wherever else has been in beta at the moment. It's weird that there's a there's these events where people are spending mass money in a game that's in beta, but that's a whole different subject. Um, but in the beta, there was two cards that were specifically locked. Uh, no, mainly one that was specifically locked behind these random. Let's call them. They're basically they were loot boxes. They were you, you could buy them with real money, and you would randomly get something from it. You could get utter trash you could get utter trash like a some fucking boring ass avatar for your profile 
or the only things that people cared for were the, the there was a Jane Foster Mighty Thor card that everyone wanted, which was 100% exclusive to that. And then there was a Destroyer card, which I believe wasn't 100% exclusive, but was very rare to unlock in the free uh, free card pool. But it was technically there. So, But the Jane Foster Mighty Thor one was 100% exclusive. So everyone said this event's shit. Everyone said that it's uh, shit that you've got these cards locked behind the wall. Everyone complained about it. I don't think anyone had anything positive to say about this event to the point that um, on Twitter, and, you know, full applause to um, Second Diner, Dinner, whatever their name is. Yeah, Second Dinner, the developer. Uh, on Twitter uh, this past week, last week, they posted a thing saying, um, last week we removed Nexus events from the game, and we're following that with another update today. With Marble Snap's next patch, any gold you spent on Nexus events will be returned. Additionally, we'll grant the Jane Foster base card to all players Regardless, if you participated in Nexus events, the new accounts created after this patch, Jane Foster can be unlocked in pool three. So break that down. Um, any gold. Now, of course, you spend real world money. Like most free to play games, you have to spend real world money to get a resourcing game to then spend in the game. So your $15 gets you how many hundreds of gold. So you're not getting your money back. You're getting the gold, which you can then spend on variants or the battle pass or whatever else. It's still better than nothing. And then everyone is getting the Jane Foster card. So if you're someone who spent hundreds of dollars to get the Jane Foster card, because I know there's definitely some out there, you're getting all your gold back. You got the card, good job. You're getting all the gold back. You'll have more than enough to spend for ages. Go buy a bunch of alt arts or battle pass, whatever. I don't know. Um, but if you spent, I brought one with um, not, not uh, with gold I earned in-game, not real, um, real money, but I brought one and I got some fucking avatar or something. Actually, no, I think I got like booster points for it's a card something even worse uh, so i'll get that a little bit of gold back but most importantly i'll get the jane foster card which is the number one thing that everyone wanted get the jane foster card for the collection so i think they've, they've learned a hard lesson here they, they did talk about they were exploring different ways of monetization fine i understand you're gonna make money but wasn't it guys definitely wasn't it yet um uh, and then we'll see how they go forward because the next this season ends uh, I think it ends on Monday, the day this is out, actually, I think, um, or close to. So this season was like uh, based around the mighty Thor and Thor and everything because of the movie. I'm presuming, I don't, as of recording, they haven't announced, but I'm presuming the next season would be around She-Hulk because you've got the the Disney Plus series coming out. And by the way, if you want to hear myself, Ashley Holby, Kira Marchant, talk about She-Hulk, make sure you subscribe to all new Marvelcast. We will be talking about She-Hulk each and every episode, of course, on that podcast feed. Um but yeah, I presume it'll be around She-Hulk, so there'll be like a new event, presumably. Um, so we'll see what they do there. And I'm going to say there's not going to be any exclusive She-Hulk cards behind paid-only events, hopefully. Um, that'd be weird. So um, they did have... Um, technically, there was like there was a card behind the Battle Pass, which, again, is having to pay money, but... That's where I get like a little bit... on. Like, I'd prefer that not to be a thing either, but... At the same time, I oh know it gets it gets tricky because the battle pass, like, for, so there's a Thor card in the battle pass, but if the Thor card's also available in, but hard to get in the free pool, I think that's fine. I think if you can get the, which I think is how it works, which is fine. Um, and the pool three thing for people who aren't playing Marvel Snap or you are and you're just still confused. So 
there's pools of cards. So it's like pool one is from your collection level, like zero to say 200. Pool two is like 200 to 400 or whatever. Like I'm, I'm sure I've got these wrong, but pool three is like the top end. I think it's like 500 plus um, where you start getting uh, basically random cards that could be really rare cards you don't even have the base cards of, or you could get a really rare variant for a card that you already have. So that's what pool three is. It gets confusing. Anyway, um, I think my collection was up to 500. I've just hit that. I've just hit the randomized pool. I've been playing a lot of this game. I play a lot. Um, I somehow, I'm always just playing it like on the side somewhere. I swear to God, I'm, it's, it's insane. Anyway, I've hit, um, I'm in the 80s, so... Uh, which is good because you got uh, you got 500 gold for hitting rank 80, which is uh, no 500 um, whatever points you use to evolve cards, which is which is pretty good. I think you get 500 gold for hitting rank 90. And look, I'll try and hit 90 before Monday when the season resets, but we'll see how it goes. The max, of course, is 100, but I mean, I'm pr- I'm pretty happy uh, to hit to have hit 80. Uh, it's pretty good. So that's where I'm at. Um, came for the next season. Can see. Um, obviously, really, really enjoying the game. Lots of things that I think could be change and grow and whatever else. But t- the game still is technically in beta. But yeah, definitely one of my favorite things that uh, has come out this year is Marvel Snap. Um, I've told a bunch of people at work they're playing it now. So I'm just fucking getting everyone on the Marvel Snap addiction train. Uh, so I think that it's just because the games are so quick. Games can take like minutes um, compared to other card games where. You know, go to play a game Pokemon could take like 20 minutes. Go to play a game Magic the Gathering could take fucking an hour. You know? So, good shit. I right, talk about Pokemon. Let's get into it. Let's get into everything that happened. So, uh, Pokemon Presents happened this past week. Uh... Bunch of information came out of it for games, but primarily at the back end, the thing that everyone wanted to hear about was, of course, Pilot, uh, that part, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which did get brand new trailers, a whole bunch of information, um, and lots to theorize on, I'm sure. So, uh, but I'm going to run down everything else that was before that quickly. So they did talk about Pokemon Worlds. I think it was good to have this in here and to sort of, try and get eyes because I'm, I'm excited to watch. I think it's, it's, it's looking really good. So it's back from the 18th to the 21st. Um, this is going to be the first worlds in three years where there's a bunch of people actually in an event together. So that's cool. Um, it's also going to be the first time that Pokemon go and Pokemon unite, uh, apart and have their very ever first, uh, world champion. So whoever wins those is going to be the, you know, the honorary first ever Pokemon go Pokemon unite champions which is really cool they've had a bunch of pokemon go um like qualifying things all over the world recently there's one in melbourne and then like adelaide i think like maybe a month a month ago so that was cool pokemon unites had similar sorts of events happening all over the place um so now at pokemon world you're gonna have um i think it's so you're gonna have sword shield your typical video game stuff you'll have pokemon go pokemon unite pokemon trading card game and then i think um battle stadium or whatever has so i think that's five games i, I think that's it i think that's a full list but um that's cool. I'm keen. Keen to, to watch some stuff. Uh, Pokemon Go, all Ultra Beasts will be available worldwide in a new event coming August 27th. So this is a wrap-up uh, to all the Pokemon Go, um, whatever, the Safari Zone events that have been happening, at, at which everyone, there's been a new exclusive Ultra Beast. Now everyone's going to get their hands to do raids to get all the Ultra Beasts during this one event. So you will have um, Jellyfish back in the raids, which was available to 
people will buy it at some stage, but now you're going to have other people like, I don't know, Buzzwall and whatever else. Um, Skyform Shaman will also be available in the game. So we had Grandform Shaman at the last uh, Pokemon Go Day thing, whatever that was called, a couple months back. You had Pokemon uh, Grandform Shaman, which was cool. Really cool way you caught it. Visually, really cool. Loved it. Um, so now you'll be able to get your Skyform Shaman. Um, and they're also teasing, like, wrap-ups to the story, like, what the fuck happened to Professor Willow. I was like, I don't know. I don't care. I don't, really I don't pay any attention to the story happening. In- Who pays attention to the story that's happening in Pokemon Go? Come on. It's ridiculous. Um... Pokemon Unite has a new quick mode that's available in now until the end of August. It's called Pick a Party. Uh, it is ridiculous. I've played a few, uh, I've played like maybe 10 games of it. I think they're about five minutes each. Everyone's Pikachu. So it's 5v5 players. They're all Pikachu. It is every um, Pokemon in the game that you're f- f- killing for experience and whatever else. They're Pikachus, and then in the middle of the the match, uh, in the middle of the the map where the Zapdos would usually spawn at uh, two minutes or whatever, uh, it spawns about a minute and a half in. Gigamant, Gigamant, Gigamaxed, Gigantamaxed, Gigantamaxed. Uh, Pikachu spawns that everyone fights over. So it is nothing but Pikachus everywhere. It is ridiculous. There's just a bunch of people dealing, a bunch of Pikachus going pick a pick a pick a pick a pick a pick a one another. Ridiculous. It's fun. It's ridiculous. They're cute. That's ridiculous. Um, also Buzzswall's now in the game, which, uh, from my experience of playing, uh, is an absolute pain in the ass. Or maybe that's just because I don't know how to play around Buzzswall, but motherfucker just grapples you and just like destroy you. I, ha- I hate it so much. Um, and the Tyranitar is of course being coming on the way and more events will be planned for September because we're still in the Pokemon Unite one year celebration, which they're just extending till, I don't know, the second year. Uh, Pokemon Masters EX got a short thing. They said a trainer lodge is coming to the game. Cool. Not sure how much that means. I Maybe I'll start playing this game. I have downloaded it. So maybe I'll just start playing this. I'm playing every goddamn Pokemon game in existence. They also teased, I believe, Red vs. Ash in a sort cinematic at the start of this, which I was like, that's cool. I thought that was an anime. No, it's for Pokemon Masters. Anyway, uh, Pokemon Cafe Rix remix Mewtwo's in the game. They continue to say, look, I tried. I can't. I never liked the original Pokemon Cafe. I can't really get into Cafe Remix. Whatever. It's fine. And then let's get into the, the, the juice. The juicy juice. Pokemon Scarlet. Pokemon Violet. Big old trailer. Bunch of information. Let's go through it. And they said, right at the start, the word was, quote, open world RPG, a first for the Pokemon series. Glorious. How nice is it to hear that? Turn, t- just makes you feel warm inside to hear. You're like, open world RPG. This is what we've been wanting. This is everything. This is everything every... Pokemon fans wonder, sure. Um, so the story does. Now, a lot of this has been either slightly leaked, highly rumored, or highly theorized to the point that you sort of were like, oh, you knew this. And it's like, no, it was just you read it on Twitter. But the story does see you enroll in an academy, and then you, uh, like a school, so Fire Emblem or whatever, uh, and then you participate in a treasure hunt to find treasure? I don't know. Uh, apparently, there are free stories happening simultaneously in the game. And it's open for you to choose about how you go with them. Now, the only one they talked about this is the gym story, which is your typical gym story thing where there are eight gym leaders and then assume there'll be some elite four or, you know, something like that to become the champion. They only revealed one gym trainer, which was quite funny. 
because as uh, I'll just link in, there's other story here. So Kotaku had this article, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's new gym leader makes fans sexually confused. Uh, when the Pokemon Present stream showed off a new ice type gym leader for the first time, many fans for the trainer Grusha, 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 whatever, was a girl. But official materials eventually revealed that the leader of Glacado Gym is actually a man who uses he, him pronouns. Some fans were startled when they realized that their new Poke Crush isn't the gender that they're attracted to. I have no choice but to laugh. The Pokemon Twitter account revealed that Grusha, Grusha, whatever, used to be a professional snowboarder and that he is very... Uh, usually cool-headed, except during battles. The masculine pronouns confuse some fans who thought they got a female gym leader reveal, but most of the fandom has been receptive to his pronouns so far. Other hornier fans have a personal crisis. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been watching, I saw a bunch of this on Twitter. Um, <laughs> when I think I saw the Siebel or whatever, like t- tweeted out at first or something, and then people in the replies were like, there were, I mean, people are like, some people really just need to, you know, Figure, like get in touch with your sexuality a bit better. Like the fact that you were like, that Pokemon character's hot, and then Pokemon accounts like, he him, no, oh, 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 damn it, I cannot be attracted anymore. Um, it's weird. It's very weird. So anyway, it's very cool. Um, <laughs> the, the fact that um even Pokemon's like putting out be like, hey, this character uses he him pronouns. Good job, Pokemon Company. Love to see it. Um, so that was cool. So you got the gym leaders, gym leader story. You can tackle the gyms in any order you want, but then you can also like whatever the other two stories are. Don't know if there'll be anything grander than the typical thing, which is probably most likely going to be a uh, team, whatever rocket equivalent, you know, group doing something bad and then something else to do with a legendary Pokemon probably. I mean, that's your, your typical three stories, but I guess the change will be that you can do them in any order you want and interact. Maybe you can mainline the gyms if you want to, and then you can mix in other stuff. Like it, the game is all about a bit more freedom of choice than previous games, which is cool. Even if the three stories are literally the same thing they have in every Pokemon game, I'll take small steps, small steps, you know, as we go along here. Um, and then the legendary Pokemon, Coridon and uh, Meriodon, Meriodon, um, they're writable. So this is long rumored, wrong, long <laughs> thought of, uh, but they are going to be writable. They can change into a, a motorbike form. They can change into a boat form. They can change into a freaking flying form. Uh, and it seems that you'll have them from very early in the game, at least based on, they didn't say exactly when you'll get them, like, or how, how or why you catch while they're so early in the game. But the way they talked about it and the way they explained their use, it does seem like you will, you'll have this Pokemon, a legendary, very, very early in the game and that they are one of your main, uh, partners slash, uh, object of use to be able to traverse the whole um, Paldia region. So that's really interesting. I think it's a, uh, the only people I've seen let down by this are people who think uh, legendary mythical Pokemon need to be treated with a lot more um, grandiose, I guess, um, which is fair complaint. I get it. But at the same time, I think it's, it's so ridiculous. I can't like the, f- <laughs> I was, <laughs> to, if you try and tell someone about this without them having watched the trailer, they're like, you're fucking with me, right? Like, them, them. It's a, it's a Pokemon that transforms into a motorbike, and like a flying thing. Like, it sounds like bullshit, but it's not. It's like you tell someone and go, look here, watch the trailer. <laughs> I'm not lying. Like, it's a real thing. So, um, they talked about a bunch of new characters that are coming to the game. 
Professor Saida, Tudor, Clavel, the Academy director, shy student called Penny, Grusha, the Iceland gym leader again, plenty more. So there's going to be much bigger focus, I guess, on story potentially, at least um, character types. Um, you got a bunch of new Pokemon that we're showing off in this. By a bunch, I mean a couple, sorry. But a couple, uh, Paldean Whooper. Uh, it's like a, a black Whooper instead of a blue Whooper. So we're going to have uh, region exclusive Pokemon, at least of a few different sorts of kinds. Um, then we got Fadoo, which is the adorable, cute, standout, absolute hashtag cutie certified Pokemon from uh, this Pokemon Presents. Uh, it is adorable and squishy. They purposely say squishy, and squishy means cute and adorable. And hashtags, cuties. Certify. So it's like a dog thing, but it's cute. Don't know if it transforms, evolves, and it's not cute anymore, but it's cute currently. And then you mix that with the pig, and then you mix that with the starters. We're off to a good start with cute Pokemon. Um, briefly get to see new Pokedex, new updated Rotom, new UI, really new cool Pokedex entry screens um, that aren't, like, boring. They're, they're, it looks like they've taken a little bit of influence from... Um, Arceus a little bit with how the information that's on the screen um you have a mini map when you're in the world now too because it's an open world game you will have a, a fucking mini map that's insane um and then you get uh the multiplayer features which is of course going to be a big part of the game as well so union circle is a location or a thing or a whatever i guess it's they're going to be union circles spread throughout the world uh but you can go to these and you can team up and get three other friends to come into your game. You can then wander around and catch Pokemon together. You can race each other on your bloody transforming Pokemon. You can do raids, which I'll get to in a moment. Can you battle one another? I don't know, I presume. What else can you do? Don't know, time will tell. But the fact that there's a big multiplayer focus, really cool, really cool. Um, of course, in Sword Shield, you could only see people in the wild area and you couldn't really interact with them. Like you would see them, you talk to them, but like it's they're not actually talking to you the only time you really had proper interaction was if you set up a camp or went to someone else's camp and then you could do the um uh the curry mini games and that felt like you were actually interacting with a real life player but it wasn't really um that's cool so the new the game the gimmick for this game and that ties into the raid battles is I'm going to stuff this word up so, so many times. The new gimmick's called Terra... Terrestrializing? Terrestrializing? Terrestar... Terrestrializing. Terrestrializing. It's crystallizing, but with Terra. Terrestrializing. We're going with it. Anyway, so you can use a Terra crystal, um, or a Terra... I think that's what we call it. Terra crystal, something like that. Anyway, so it's an object that you can use once uh, at, 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 on your Pokemon to cause them to... Terrestrialize, Terrella, Terrest, Terrestalize, Terrestalize. I'll get there eventually. Um, it changes their form. Now, the interesting part about this is that every single Pokemon in the game can do this. Um, and it changes potentially their form type or one of their forms or their typings and can either or could just improve one of their the current typings and power up or remove. So I think this is and the way i wrote about it on this piece for the site i i am 100% aboard this being fantastic and 100% aboard this going to heavily change how competitive this game is uh in the going forward for the years to come when we're seeing pokemon championships and stuff like that because 
if you have the, the, the example they gave in the presentation is you have an EV. Now let's say you, you have one EV, you catch one, you throw your terror, terror crystal thing at it. It just powers up its current typing, which is normal. Not super exciting, right? You could have a different EV. You catch a different EV. When you terror crystallize that thing, it gets water typing. Um, you do another one, it gets thunder typing. So this could be the same for all, but so there's a randomizing element to the way different Pokemon can terrorize, um, which is where the raid battles come in. So in raid battles, you'll be battling against, uh, they're called terror raid battles. You'll be battling against rare, more powerful uh, terror Pokemon. Um, and the raid battles are slightly different too. So you don't, uh, like in Sword and Shield, you don't have to wait in a line for everyone to do their moves. And it's, it, it, they're kind of boring. Like, to be honest, it's four trainers. You have to wait for the other Pokemon to do its move. You do your move. Like, they're not super exciting. Um, you're not like super engaged. They're definitely something you can do while doing something else and not probably just sit there playing it because you'll probably get bored, especially if you're trying to do a bunch of raids in a row. At, at least how that's the experience I had. Um, in this, you completely act on your own. So you can, do moves consistently. They didn't fully explain this, but the way I'm thinking is certain moves will have longer cooldowns. Um, maybe it goes off your Pokemon speed stat or something. So it's like balanced. So maybe you will have really good raid Pokemon or raid move sets, which would make sense. It would be kind of cool. Um, it's the same as like, I guess in Pokemon Go, the moves on your Pokemon have different cooldowns for raid battles than they do uh, trainer battles. So it could be something similar to that. I'm not sure. Um, but you can also cheer whenever you want to sort of power up your own Pokemon or not power, or power up your friends as well. So it definitely sounds like it's a lot more fast and requires more attention because you can also heal whenever you want. They said you can use items. So the, um, I think they're going to be harder, presumably. It sounds like they're going to be harder and it sounds like they're going to require more attention, which is cool because, as I said, Sword and Shield, very like a sit back, not... Um, engaging uh, Pokemon raid experience. Anyway, at the end of all this, you can catch the Terra Pokemon, of course. That's the, the big thing. Uh, you can throw multiple balls, they said. So it's not the same as the Sword Shield raid battles where you had to pick one ball because it was a Gigantamax Pokemon. You Gigantamax the ball. If they broke out, that was it. They got away. You only got one chance. So it's a little bit different. Um, I assume the Pokemon can still run technically. Presumably, like any Pokemon could, but um, you can throw multiple balls. Uh, but then you get these rare Terra Pokemon, which I feel like on top of shiny hunting, I reckon people are going to be spending a lot of time trying to hunt for good IV. Well, you got people who want really competitive IV Pokemon anyway, and they hunt for competitive Pokemon in these games, right? Then you got people who hunt for shiny Pokemon. Now I think you're going to have the third element in this game where people are hunting for good Terra Pokemon. You want good IVs on the Pokemon, and then you want it to have good uh, Terra typing or whatever. So you know you don't want coming back to the EV a hundred like a hundred percent great IV EV. Cool, a hundred percent great IV EV that has a different typing to normal sounds even better. Um, and the example again I used in my news piece when I wrote stuff for the site was hey. You know, you have a water type Pokemon. It's in battle. Your opponent checks out an electric type Pokemon. You're like, oh shit, I'm fucked, eh? You Terra Crystallize because your Pokemon, when it terror, terraforms, I'm just going to call it terraforming. 
I'm not calling it, no, that sounds bad. You can't terraform it. Terrestrialize, whatever. Um, terra stylize. I, I can't say the word. Holy shit. Um, they get like ground typing. You're like, ooh, back pocket. Your partner doesn't see it coming. There's no way for them to know, you know? So I, th- I think it sounds really, really cool. I think it's going to make competitive. I think it's going to add a lot of longevity to the game um, and definitely keep the competitive side of the game uh, really interesting. So there's my Pokemon thoughts of you and they'll do it for this special arcade chair episode with myself don't blight of course we're back next week presumably on the couch with more people here to talk to you about all things uh happening from the thq event and whatever else has happened throughout the week all your normal video gamey goodness uh let me know what you thought of the arcade chair podcast on Twitter, on Discord. SpongeNetwork.com slash Discord takes you to our Discord. You can just tweet at me. Let me know. At Vivaladil. V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. Check me on Twitter. And if you liked this episode and thought, I deserve a dollar, head on over to ExplosionNetwork.com slash support. Takes you to our Kofi page. Um, and again, if you're not following our Twitch page, been streaming there for a bit lately, Twitch.tv slash ExplosionNetwork. Come join me on there for some streams. Uh, Pokemon games, random games, card openings i just do whatever i want really completely do whatever the hell i want uh platinum hunting a little bit of everything over there it's a great time uh, until next week have a great week everyone enjoy your times let me know what you thought of pokemon and everything and i'll uh see you next week Bye.